Hello there, friends. It is Jimmy Maverick and coming at you with the Fantasy Frenzy podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday, the 12th of February. Obviously, things are starting to happen now for the offseason. We're, we're almost into free agency. There's a lot of rumors going on, some key players getting cut. I'm not going to talk about that a lot today. I want to wait and see what happens with players like Phil Rivers, you know, where he's going to go, the impact overall. But what I want to talk about today is uh, specifically the Super Bowl players, okay? The fantasy players that appeared in the Super Bowl, what are their prospects for next year? How much can you trust and rely that they are going to be a good pick for your fantasy team? Now, before we get to that, I got something very cool I want to show you guys. Um, right here, I got my medallion for the uh, Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, I was a league champion. Um, I did. I actually did three leagues. This was my first time doing a high-stakes league. Um, I won one, and the other two I ended up in fifth place. Which is, you know, I mean, I, of course I was disappointed. In fact, one of those fifth place teams, I literally missed the fourth place getting into the playoffs on this game. Um, I missed it by two fantasy points total. Total fantasy points scored for the season. I had the same record as the guy who event, who did get fourth place. I was two points behind him. So that was a little hard to deal with. The other one, I was a full game behind. So it was like, uh, it was a long shot anyway. I needed other things to happen in order for me to make the playoffs. But not bad for first time try in this league. And, um, I won a nice prize. I won 1500 bucks, uh, in the one league that I did win. And so I've turned that around. I'm going to do five entries in the football game, football guys, uh, championship next year. Uh, so we'll be doing that. My app, of course, is going to be very heavily utilized in running those drafts. And um, like I said, I think I did pretty good first time out. I think it's going to even be better next year. So stay tuned for that. Now, um, so let's let's go back to what we're talking about. Now, obviously, we had a Super Bowl. It was a great Super Bowl. I got to say, very entertaining. That fourth quarter comeback by the Chiefs was fantastic. Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, first time in 50 years. Wow, it was great. Mahomes is so awesome. But let's take a look at all of the fantasy players that appeared in the Super Bowl, and let's kind of figure out, are these guys going to be a good choice or a bad choice for next season? Now, my personal bias is... I like to avoid players that appear in the Super Bowl. Um, I think any of you who took um, Los Angeles Rams players this past year know exactly what I mean, right? To get to the Super Bowl, you have a tremendous season. Uh, a lot of players do very well, and because of that, they get bid up the draft board. They become more expensive to acquire, and... Um, can can they get uh can you get a return on investment off those guys? So let's start off with the quarterbacks. And of course, the big king quarterback of the NFL, man, Patrick Mahomes, the best guy in the NFL. Stats for 2019, though, not that great. I mean, um, four thousand yards receiving, uh, twenty-six touchdowns, uh, two hundred and eighteen rush yards, and two touchdowns. All right. Now, for a guy that you probably had to take in the second or third round of your draft, was he worth the pick? Absolutely not. I mean, he's a great player, but he was coming off that 50-touchdown season the year before, so he was bid way up the draft board. Um, now, of course, this year we had Lamar Jackson come out, and he's the one that put, out, put together all the fireworks. I do anticipate Lamar Jackson will be the first quarterback off the board, and I do think that um, Mahomes – 
ADP will drop back a bit. I'm guessing he's going to drop probably into the early third round. You're still going to have to spend a pretty early draft pick to get him. And because of that, I'm really not interested in Patrick Mahomes this next year. Another issue to consider, man, he is going to get signed with the biggest contract in NFL history, the biggest payday you've ever seen in the NFL. Mahomes is going to get it. It's going to get closed this year, even though he still has two years left on his contract, on his rookie contract. They're going to extend him. It's going to be a blockbuster, $200 million plus. He's going to be the highest paid player in the NFL, and that is another negative when I'm looking at players. As players that have received a large payday off of a contract year, Patrick Mahomes is certainly going to qualify. That's two strikes against him for this next year. I would stay away. Now, on the other hand, you got the other guy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and I'm going to shock you right now because I'm going to tell you that Garoppolo's season was just about as good as Patrick Mahomes this past year. 39-78 receiving yards, 27 touchdowns, 62 rush yards, and one rushing touchdown. Um, almost the same as uh, Patrick Mahomes. And he was a QB1 with that production. Um, but he's not getting a lot of love on the projections for next year. He is uh, right now projected to be the QB 19, selected at ADP 138. Now, when you're talking about value, um, Garoppolo is the kind of player that can offer you significant value. I mean, you already know he's got a great coach who can really coach up a quarterback. I mean, remember how good um, Matt Ryan was under him? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking there's massive upside. Now, this team is built around the run game. It's a run-first offense, and that is a big strike against him because he does not run, run the ball. So you can't count on him like you could count on someone like, well, Cam Newton in the past or uh, Josh Allen, um, you know, up in, uh, up in Buffalo. Uh, but I got to say, man, at an ADP of 138, I mean, we're, you know, you're talking that's 11th, 12th round pick. That's a great choice, man. I got to say, even though he appeared in the Super Bowl, that's a negative. Um, and he has, of course, injury and injury history. Boy, if I was going to wait and take a quarterback late, Garoppolo, I think, is going to be a, a major target on my uh, on my teams, man. I got to say, um, I, I will see where he ends up. But uh, right now, I think I'd take a chance. I'd take, take a chance on him. And if you're in the kind of league where you take two quarterbacks, um Boy, yeah, definitely. Take take Garoppolo, man. It's your second. I, I think he's he'd be a, a fantastic choice. I think he's going to be productive. I don't think there's any way you can't be productive on that offense. So let's move on to the running backs. And the running back situation on both these teams is very interesting because both teams employed running back by committee. Total freaking nightmare for us fantasy players. But there were a couple of breakouts. And, of course, um, the big one that um, had a great postseason, man, Raheem Mostert of, uh, um, you know, of the 49ers. Um, he, you know, had about 50% share of the rushing opportunities in that offense. And of course, he really came on in the second half of the season. But through 16 games, he had 137 carries, 772 yards, eight touchdowns, along with 14 receptions for 180 yards and two additional touchdowns. Um, he is currently projected to be the RB 22, uh, right around ADP 39. So we're talking late third, early fourth round, which I think is a really good place to, for him to be. Um, of course, I am a little bit concerned about his uh, situation as far as, you know, Tevin Coleman's, of course, is going to be back. 
Matt Breida, who was basically benched because he was uh, fumbling so much. He is still in the mix there as well. So, you know, he he might be a little bit expensive there. And actually, most projections have him going a lot later, but I don't think they're considering the fact of what an outstanding postseason he had, especially in the uh, in the NFC Championship game uh, where he just went crazy and had four touchdowns and over 200 yards. So um, anyway, I think, uh, you know, again, it is a negative. He's got a lot of negatives against him, but as your fourth pick, He's not a bad choice. Fifth pick, I'd like him a lot more. Um, but, uh, you know, he certainly is, appears to be the lead back in that backfield. But of, but there is, you know, Tevin Coleman is not going to go away. That's the thing. Tevin Coleman is not going to go away. And, of course, Coleman had a big game during the playoffs as well. So it's one of those gambling things. Coleman right now is determined, is not even in the top 250, which is kind of surprising. I think he'll move up from there. Um but like I said, I think Raheem Mostert is a good choice if you can get him in the fourth round. I wouldn't take him in the third, but I would definitely take him in the fourth. Uh, now, on the flip side, you got Damian Williams, who had a very disappointing season. But surprisingly, he had about the same stats. Well, you know, about the same number of carries as Mostert um, did. You know, he ended up with, uh, he played in 11 games, 111 carries, 498 yards and five touchdowns, along with 30 receptions for 213 yards and two touchdowns. Now, of course, next season, people are not going to remember that. They're going to remember his outstanding performance in the Super Bowl when he got 133 yards and two touchdowns. That's what they're going to remember, and that's what they're going to draft him on. And they're, I'm projecting they're going to draft him at about the same place that they're going to draft Mostert, which is going to be around ADP 36, 37, right there at the cusp of the third and fourth round of your fantasy draft. Now, in this case... I'm not real thrilled about drafting him. I have serious concerns about his durability. And uh, yes, he did come on very strongly in the playoffs. That was great to see. But I don't think he's a lead back. I don't think he can carry the load. And he's going to be in another timeshare. Now, LaShawn McCoy is probably not going to be playing next year for the Chiefs. So that's going to free up. Uh, McCoy got 100 carries last year. So that does free up some carries that could flow to Damian Williams' way. But behind Damian Williams, you got Darrell Williams, who was very effective early in the season. Um, and you got Darwin Thompson, who was heavily hyped last year, did not deliver on that. But both those guys are still in the mix, and it's still going to be some sort of three-headed monster, which is going to be a mess. You compile that with a probable regression of the Kansas City offense, especially on the ground. I do not want a piece of this uh, offense. Now, uh, now, right now, Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson are going very late in drafts. Uh, projected 207 for Daryl Williams, 218 for Darwin Thompson. So if you want to take a last-round pick, grab one of these guys, I'd say, yeah, that's not bad. Just take him, see what happens. If, Gerald, if Damian Williams gets injured, these guys have potential to be RB1s, right? So I would probably take a late-round pick on those guys, but I wouldn't touch Damian Williams, man. I just don't trust him. So um, that is uh, that's what I'm thinking as far as the running backs. Now, let's move to the wide receivers. And, of course, you've got Tyreek Hill, fantastic receiver, he played in 12 games last year. Obviously, that injury in the first game really killed his value for your fantasy team. Um, but through the 12 games, once he returned, 58 receptions, 860 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Um, he is currently projected to be the wide receiver five, taken right at around pick number 12. So right at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. 
And again, he's a great player. It's a great offense, but I would expect some regression on a per game basis. He'll probably have better stats because I'm, I'm betting he will play the full season next year. But I'm not super thrilled about taking someone like Tyreek Hill with my first or second pick. I want a guy with upside. I think Hill already has shown his upside. Um, but um, like I said, he's, it's very expensive. Hard for me to do that, especially because he did play in the Super Bowl. Now, on the other hand, and this is something that just happened today, man, talking about Sammy Watkins, because I was like, okay, so where's Watkins? What, what's he worth? And he's projected at uh, about ADP 111, uh, the 49th wide receiver selected for next year's draft. Um, he did play in 14 games, got 52 receptions for 673 yards and three touchdowns. So it wasn't great production. If you took him in your fantasy league, he was a big disappointment. Um, I have heard today that he is a big uh, rumored to be a cut candidate for the team. So obviously this is probably isn't going to be an issue uh, in the next month or so. We'll know for sure. I think it makes sense that they would release him. He, he would free up like $22 million in cap space. And because the guy behind him is the guy who I think I definitely want to target late in my draft. And that would be Mecole Hardman who uh, played all 16 games, only ended up with 26 receptions for 538 yards, but got six touchdowns on 26 receptions. That is a fantastic performance. And, and uh, you know, again, with him, it only took like one catch and he could make score a touchdown. He's just like Tyreek Hill. But if he moves up to the number two position, um, and, and right now his projected ADP is at 156, the 64th wide receiver taken, he will definitely move up probably to at least where Sammy Watkins is. But you're talking ninth round pick, taking the number two receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Yes, absolutely. I would take a chance on McCole Hardman if you can get him anytime after the ninth round. Um, for sure. I mean, definitely. That's, that's a no-brainer right there. Now, on the other side... You got Emmanuel Sanders, uh, you know, from the, from the Niners. Um, through his 10 games with the Niners, he, uh, had 36 receptions for 502 yards and three touchdowns, you know, which is, which is pretty good on a per game basis, but nothing spectacular. Uh, you know, he's over age 30, so he's in the decline phase of his career. I like to draft guys that are uh, still on the upswing. And so he is not really a guy that I would be interested in, regardless of whether or not he stays with the Niners. Uh, he is on a contract year, so he can move teams. Um, but uh, right now he's projected at ADP number 77, wide receiver 36. So uh, again, I like guys with upside. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't really interest me because of that. So I would um, I would stay away from Sanders. But the guy I do like very much for next year, Debo Samuel, who did play in 15 games, got 57 receptions for 802 yards and three touchdowns. He also had 14 rushes for 159 yards and an additional three touchdowns. That's an outstanding rookie year. Talk about a guy who's on upswing and has upside potential. Boy, his usage in the Super Bowl was fantastic. I think he was he had five rushes in that game. Talking very much like he's a Percy Harvin type of type of player. Um, he is currently projected at ADP number ninety two, uh, wide forty second receiver taken off the board. I would absolutely much rather have Debo than Emmanuel Sanders if I'm going to take a receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but that definitely appears to have some value. Uh, you know, he he certainly, I think, as a floor, has flex value, especially with the rushing yards. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel is definitely a guy I want to target in next year's draft. 
So finally, let's get to the the, the two big guys, man, um, the tight ends, right? Travis Kelsey on one end, George Kittle on the second. These guys are the number one and number two best tight end. I'll leave it to you to argue about who is actually number one. I say is Kelsey. But uh, these guys are both great, right? They, they were the number one and number two receiver this year as they projected, as they were drafted. But here's the big issue, man. If you took them in your team, took them for your fantasy team this past year, chances are you were disappointed. Why were you disappointed? Because they offered no value. They regressed from those record-setting seasons the year before, which was to be expected. And um, based on what where their draft position was, they were they weren't worth the pick. So I know in one of my leagues, I did take Travis Kelsey. It was a PPR league, took him with my second overall pick. I picked at the end. I, I was, um, it was a 10 team league. I picked 10th. So with my pick number 11, I took Travis Kelsey. And let me tell you, man, uh, you know, he gets like six catches for 60 yards and you get 12 points. You're like, I did not draft a guy in the second round to get me 12 points. Right. Um, he only got, uh, five touchdowns. That was a big regression on his touchdowns. That really hurt his value. Um, he did get 97 receptions for 1,229 yards. I mean, these are good numbers. I'm not saying that, that he did bad, no. But what I'm saying is he offered no value because of where he was selected because he was selected so high uh, early in the second round. Now, this year they are projecting he's going to fall back to the back half of the second round. But I got to tell you, man, I'm really not interested unless I could grab him with my third overall pick. If I can get him in the third round, he definitely is worth a look. And that's the same with George Kittle. You know, George Kittle also uh, moved up to the end of the second round. That's where he was selected. Um, he's a, he's projected to stay about where he was there, about at that same level. And uh, because of that, it makes me very reluctant to take these guys. You know, there's, there's actually some good emerging tight ends that I'm really keeping an eye on this year. Um, I just don't think either of these guys are going to be able to offer value to be worth having to take them when you're going to have to take them in the draft. And that's something important to consider. Um, I still think they're going to be great. I still think they're probably going to be the number one and number two tight end uh, this year. But tell, I mean, when you think about this past season, who would you have rather had uh, on your team? Would you have rather had like Darren Waller or um, uh, Austin Hooper? Or, you know, I mean, there, there's all these guys that were available way later in the draft. And if you got them, you did fine. You did great. You got nice value off of them. There was no value from Kelsey or Kittle the whole season. And it was just very disappointing because of that for those of you who took them. So, so let's, let's just kind of quickly review. So for quarterbacks, I would absolutely target Jimmy Garoppolo as my QB two. Um, he, he seems to offer great value. Um, I would definitely uh, target Raheem Mostert. If he, if I can get him in the fourth round, I'd definitely take him. I'm not really interested in any other running backs, though, uh, unless maybe I'll take a late-round flyer on Williams or Darwin Thompson. Um, those guys, uh, you know, Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson, definitely those guys would probably be worth it. For wide receivers, love Nicole Hartman, love Debo Samuel. Both those guys seem to offer some significant value based on where they're projecting out right now. So I would definitely be targeting them. But for the tight ends, I'm going to let someone else take those guys, man. I'll take them. I'll let, I'll let other people take Mahomes. Other people take Kelson Kittle. Other people take Tyree Kill. Again, I'm looking for players with upside. i just not seeing any upside with these players this next season. So uh, that's it, man. So thank you very much for listening 
to the Fantasy Frenzy podcast. We're going to do, uh, you know, these sort of focused topics now. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to do next week, but it'll be something, it'll be something interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens in the NFL during the course of this past week as well. But, uh, like I said, be very cautious about taking any players from teams that appeared in the, in the previous year's Super Bowl because it's so hard for those teams to repeat. I mean, when you look at the NFC West, do you really think that the Niners are going to win it again this year? I mean, man, the NFC West is is just a meat grinder, and Arizona's up and coming. Um, you know, you still have Sean McVay uh, for the Rams. You still have uh, Russell Wilson from the from the Seahawks. I'm thinking a best case scenario is the Niners are maybe fighting for um, a wild card slot next year, but I would not be surprised if they missed it. Likewise. You know, Kansas City situation is a little bit better because the AFC West is not nearly as good a division. They are certainly the best team in that division by far. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to get yourself up mentally two years in a row to continuously get back to the Super Bowl unless you're Bill Belichick and the Patriots and Tom Brady, right? Those are, that's the exception to the rule. You look at every other team that's made it to the Super Bowl, the next year they fall off tremendously. The Eagles, the year after they went to the Super Bowl, fell off tremendously. The Falcons fell off tremendously. Um, you know, the LA Rams from last year, they fell off tremendously this year. Um, it happens all the time. And that's why you want to stay away from these players. So thank you very much for listening or watching. Please like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, we will be back next week. I'm looking to arrange some guests to join me and uh, talk a little bit of football, a little bit of fantasy, and uh, help you draft an awesome team for 2020. So thanks for watching. Have a great day, everybody.